little bit kinky or a lot kinky, this show is for you. Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're having a conversation that we've had a couple of times in the past, and it's actually one of the best listened to watched episodes of The Pleasure Zone on YouTube that I know of. I have different stats on different uh, on different uh, platforms, but on YouTube particularly, my listeners like to talk about pee. And so we're going to be talking about that today with the water sports episode. Uh, and I'm very excited to have this topic back on. We haven't had it since 2019, I believe, or 2018 or 2019. And originally, I think I had an episode in 2015. So it feels like one of those every four years, let's talk about water sports. And it seems like, how do I not talk about it more often being that it's a super, super common kink, and we may be talking about it more often, uh, we shall see. I actually have a bit of a month of kink set up for you guys. If you didn't listen to last week's episode with Guy Morissette, we did talk about using BDSM for trauma healing. Uh, the week before that, we were talking about submission and the the uh, the beauty, the art, the healing that can take place in submission. And next week, we have an episode that's all about foot fetishes. No, actually, next week is all about belly button fetishes, followed by foot fetishes. It is a fetish month this month. So I hope you guys enjoy, sit back, relax, and have lots of fun with these episodes. For those of you who are brand new to listening to The Pleasure Zone, it is a show where we talk all about bodies, sex, kinky things, not so kinky things, bringing us out of trauma into pleasure, also talking about sometimes the history, sometimes the mythology, sometimes the uh, anthropology, sociology, psychology, and spirituality that can all be involved with sex and intimacy. So tonight, we're looking at the playful side of kink. There's There can be sides of kink that, that um, they should always be playful and consensual. However, in some, um, some forms of entertainment, we don't see that as being true. So we're keeping all of this that we're talking about today. Keep in mind, all of this has has first and foremost consent is required and how do we get consent first there's often a need for communication so communication and consent and creativity are three main c's that we talk about on the pleasure zone all the time and i can find ways to bring those three c's into any conversation about anything consent curiosity and um, yeah, we're going to have lots of and communication. They're all key to so many things in our life. Even if you just think about if you run a business and you're working with somebody, 
or you might sign a contract with that consent that would involve communication to discuss what it is that you're selling and your curiosity enough to get you so maybe you got a contract for doing um, graphics or something and so your curiosity would have that creative aspect of you coming in that consent curiosity creativity heart curiosity and um all of those are really, really key for everything that we do in life. Consent, communication, curiosity, splash, splash slash creativity. We're going to say splash today because it's water sport day. What are water sports? So I've heard this term before and I actually had, I've, I'm so used to looking at information in the technical and looking at research that I come across very research oriented proper terminology for things that are kinks and uh, philias paraphilias um, and i often don't get to come across the modern day lingo that everybody's like using in the park at the you know the fet life meetings that i happen to walk into one day so water sports is actually a term that's widely used in the kink community but it's not one that you're going to see a lot in necessarily research books that talk about human behavior sexual behavior all of these things so we're going right for the terminology of every um, everybody who's in the kink universe or is aware of the kink universe uh, will usually know this term of water sports and the people who are involved in water sports are surfers so if you are into water sports you are a surfer water sports themselves is actually a catch-all term for any acts involving urine so it could be either being urinated on um, uh, so drinking urine bathing in somebody's urine you could be so so basically your urine being used for anything smelling it licking it drinking it um you name it it's whatever you can possibly imagine with urine that turns you on you, you are into water sports and you are a surfer have fun surfing the waves there are so many things to consider with uh, anything that involves fluids from human bodies well, and animal bodies too. We're not going to get into an other animals than humans today. We're just going to stick to humans today. Uh, so with, with any kind of, whether it's feces or urine or even saliva or even um, any mucus really that comes out of the body, you want to be really aware of how much, um, how safe it is. Like how safe is your pee? And pee is one of those things as i say that my nose starts to run for those of you who are only listening and can't see the joy of my runny nose <laughs> my body is just like oh you want to know all about fluids that come out of bodies here we go here's some here's some nose running here you go so when uh, when we're looking at all things that come out of your body we want to make sure that there's a few things that you do. You want to make sure that your body is got really healthy pee. So if you have a UTI or if you have had several UTIs in the past, if you happen to be on a lot of medications that are hormone based, 
if you happen to be on things that are, you know, killing off an infection currently, if you're on medicated on um, a lot of things, if you happen to even, I would even take it to the level of if you happen to be medicated on certain um, medications that can be very uh, like allergenic. For example, I have a sensitivity to Tylenol. If I was, um, if I was to drink somebody's urine who had like several Tylenols a day, I might, I might have, um, it, it might affect me, right? So just out of safety purposes, and I know there probably isn't anybody who's sat around and calculated how safe that is. Like if you're allergic to A, B, C, or D and a person eats it and then you go to drink their urine, how safe is it? I would just go with, it's probably not that safe. I do know somebody who, was allergic to chocolate and their partner, even if their partner had eaten chocolate and like six to seven hours later had brushed their teeth and done all these other things, they would still have an anaphylactic reaction to chocolate. So, um, and they would have the reaction even if they were just kissed on the cheeks. So, you know, if you're having things in your actual body, your body's expelling it and you, you know, you happen to come into contact things that you're allergic to, it's something that you should be aware of. It's not written in the the common do's and don'ts of anything you're like, yeah, in, um, involved. Like I haven't read it in any research. It's my own thing that I think is important. I also know that there are hidden microbes in urine too that are it's really important to get things checked before you go in you wouldn't you wouldn't i would hope you wouldn't want to be spreading any illnesses to somebody if they are actually drinking your urine so for other things like if you're urinating on somebody's foot or leg or urinating on um, their boobs or something like that shouldn't be an issue unless the person has some kind of is super highly allergic to what's going on in um in whatever is in your urine. So yeah, keep in mind, urine does let out a lot of things. It lets out, you know, it lets out waste products, but it also can let out a lot of things like sodium as well. So, uh, you know, if you're, it lets out, you know, lots of sodium, it also lets out minerals. So if you're super dehydrated when you're, you know, playing with the kink of your legia, and if you go to drink urine and you're slightly dehydrated, that sodium that's in the person's urine that you're drinking can actually dehydrate you even more. It would be sort of similar to drinking salt water. Uh, if you, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever been dehydrated and accidentally just drank salt water, like highly concentrated salt water, and you know how thirsty that makes you, you actually are thirstier than you can imagine, then you probably would not choose to do that right so just keeping in mind the contents of urine and what's in it before necessarily drinking it um, or putting it in your eyes or anything like that uh, because there are many many ways that you can play with water sports it's not just your typical you know I'm gonna pee on you or you're gonna you know drink my pee those are really common you know you could also have you could have the fetish where you want to have pee in somebody's ear perhaps and if you do you have you just need to know some things about anatomy before you go on to do some of these things like peeing in somebody's ear you could you could perforate an eardrum with pressure 
urine pressure. I mean, you could also surprise yourself with, uh, I don't know, cleaning out their earwax as if it's a water irrigation. So you could be doing those things and it would be really good to know in advance when you are discussing anything to do with uh, urine kink, you need to discuss a few things around you know, what it is you like, what it is you don't want to do, as is true for all sex, it's really good to get super clear on your do's and your don'ts and your maybes. It's also really good to get clear on scenarios you want to play with. Also, maybe some foods you want to drink beforehand, because let's face it, if you just ate, say, an entire pound of asparagus, and then you went to go have um, to play with water sports, you might find that your part, if you just ate that asparagus and your partner is, you know, really into water sports, you might turn them right off with the smell of asparagus. But also, that might not be true, right? So for some people, that might be a right turn off. And for other people, that might be a right turn on. So knowing what it is that turns them on is helpful. Some people want a very highly mineralized, high sodium first pee of the day kind of experience others which actually is a type of therapy so if you've ever looked up urine therapy drinking your own urine is a type of therapy you can do healing of um, skin conditions like cracks in skin with that because again you're putting in minerals into your skin um, there are there are actually healing components to urine that have been used for hundreds and hundreds of years uh, and at one time, historically, it was actually used to to um, to resolve issues of there was something called I think it was called quince. It was like a thing where your throat would close down and you you would almost become um, you would stop breathing, like hyperventilating, but also your throat would shut down. And one of the solutions to it was drinking your own urine, which I know historically worked because one of my great greats one of my great greats did that if he hadn't all the generations after him wouldn't be alive so grateful for my one of my ancestors who drank pee because they had the disease at the time called I believe quince and they drank pee and because of that survived to get married to have children the children who then had all of us and the generations that came through so yay pee so grateful for it <laughs> so Yes, you can drink your own in that case. So that ancestor of mine who drank their own pee, yes, they were ill, but it was their own pee. So you can sometimes have an immunity to some of the stuff in your own urine, where if you were to drink somebody else's, you might not have an, um, such an immunity to whatever um, bacteria is that they have going on in their, their, um, their bodies. So what do you want to be aware of? You want to be aware of the pee. What does it smell like? What does it look like? Is it cloudy? Is it looking healthy? And you want to, you ultimately, like a really, really good urine will be this color of straw and um, no cloudiness or anything in it. So if you, basically it'll look like a really light apple juice, sort of, yeah, sort of like a cross between a light apple juice and a uh, like a light ginger ale kind of a look. So the light color of straw, if you find that your urine is like darker, more yellow, more pungent, you may have some minerals coming out, you may have some infection happening, 
you, you might be stressing your kidneys, you might not have enough water. Um, there may be some things going on. So we want healthy pee. If you're gonna have water sports, you wanna have healthy, happy pee to play with. So we're gonna keep that in mind as we move forward into some of the fun, playful things you can do with uh, water sports, keeping it you know, to the what we need to know, how to be safe, things that you can do, and then there's always the aftercare. So we're going to talk about all of that um, and some things you can do to improve the taste of your urine, the smell of your urine, and overall health of your body. Urine is important. And so as much as it's kinky and we will talk kink, we also need to get health, healthy and happy urine because your urine apparently smiles. Healthy, happy urine to play with. So get ready for that. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are still with me on this pleasure-seeking adventure, you are the, the truly adventurous kind of pleasure seekers. You're here for the long haul, and you're here to listen all about water sports. What are water sports? Well, that is the urination fascination. If you haven't um, checked out my other show called The Urination Fascination or the other one called golden showers brings may flowers go back and listen to those are some of my top listened to episodes which had me think let's bring this back it's been four years and i seem to be on a four-year uh, trend with doing an episode about 
water sports every four years. Although I do have more content that is uh, kink related in the last month and coming up for the next month as well. Every once in a while, we go down a dark hole and heal our traumas and then we come right back out and we start looking at other things that can be extremely fun, that can be uh, kind of eye-opening experiences and eye-opening things to discuss because a lot of people, when they think about sex in general, they think there's a standard for sex. You know what you do? You get your body parts and you slap them together a bunch of times. You just slap them real good and you hope that something gets a, a sensation. And then when it does, you're good to go. And that is you having sex. No, no. And in fact, sex is actually a skill that we all can learn more about all the time. Just like any craft that you do in your life, whether you are a carpenter or you are a dentist, that is something that you can always learn more about, right? You're always on the learning edge. And sex is no different. You can absolutely learn about more about sex all the time. And having education and then using your education and taking it in to, um, to actually you know, whatever it is you read about, try it out, experiment with it, that can help you gain your skill set when it comes to sex. And one of the things that is often overlooked, especially with, um, you know, if, if you've been in a couplehood for a, like quite a while, a lot of people either will start to just fade away when it comes to their sex life and they just brush it aside like, oh, well, I guess it's over and done with. I won't bother. I'm not interested. They haven't really explored beyond whatever it was they'd been doing, which is what I call like the standard five. There's usually the standard five moves that most um, most average couples will have. And the most standard five moves are the missionary position, doing your doggy style from behind, perhaps from the side if you're lucky, maybe your legs in the air, and maybe on a really wild occasion, sitting on a counter or up against a wall. You know, you got a few there that um, are pretty standard moves. And those are all fun, absolutely. And that isn't all that sex is. Sex is not all heterosexual sex where you're just having the body parts fit in and trying to find positions in ways that will have those body parts fit in. Oh, look, it fits in this way, or oh, it fits in this way, or oh, let's try from this angle, or let's try this other hole. And we're trying all these angles and holes. And then eventually we go, oh, wait a second. Oh, there's more to there's more to sex than just penetration. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who are like, well, I don't have sex with my wife anymore. I'm like, have you had, have you given her any oral sex in the last five years? Oh, no. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? There's more to sex than penetration. And especially if you're listening out there, folks, if you have, you know, if you have penises that aren't getting erect, if you have vaginas that are dry, if you have both, I mean, congratulations for you. Um, and how much fun can you have with that? But if, um, and there are many people who have variations of both. So when you look at your body parts, if you're thinking, well, they're not functioning, so sex is off the table. This is when the world of kink can be your best friend. And some of the kinks I will be talking about in the next few episodes are very mild. I mean, urine kink is actually one of like peeing and urination fascination is 
is one of um, the most mild, I would say, kinks. It involves very little risk of danger unless you're drinking some urine that has uh, some kind of infection in it, like a UTI is happening, or you've got, you know, amoebas or protozoa floating around in there. Again, always good to make sure you have healthy pee. If you're going to be drinking pee, make sure that pee is healthy pee. And then what else are you going to do? Well, you're going to have, you can have some fun. So like I was saying, urine is one way to start. And I think one of the things that, that really comes down to for a lot of people who are who have um, urine as like their top kink, one of the things they love most is the sensation of letting go. It can be like an incredible, incredibly freeing sensation. I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you had to pee so incredibly bad, but then you couldn't make it to the bathroom and you held on so tight because there was, you had this, you know, maybe belief that, it's not okay to pee your pants or it's embarrassing or whatever it happened to be. But in that moment that you finally let go, there's a massive relief that happens. I know that when I was little, I did this a lot when I was little, I had, I had a thing. I just like really had to hold my pee all the time. I did it purposefully. It was a thing that I did on my own. It was like, one of those ways that I could prove that I could control something in my life. So, you know, looking back, if we did, you know, Freudian analysis on that, I'm sure Freud would have lots to say. If we did other analysis on it. I'm sure there's lots to say when it comes to holding pee. I know there, I know for me, what it was, was I could control that. If nothing else in my life, I could control that. At the time, my parents were going through separate, they, my parents were separated, going through divorce. Um, I was having like, weird times at school where I was just I knew I was so completely different than people but at the same time I just didn't understand how friends worked and what that meant and I couldn't really have any control of that in my environment but the one thing I knew I could control was pee and um because I I didn't have really a sense of controlling going poo is when I had to poo I pooed but I could control my pee and there were times where I held my pee for hours as a kid until it would come to the point where um if I were to stand up to go to the bathroom it was um it was done like everything I had to pee and it was going to happen so I had several instances when I was little where I peed my pants whether it was in grade I think there was a time when I was in grade one or two um and I was wearing this like crazy outfit Fit that was like a jumper and I was too embarrassed to take the jumper off in um, the bathroom at school because there were these girls who always looked over the stalls and they were like very so I was like in grade one or two and they were like in grade six and they were just looking back they were just really they were the mean girls and perverts and they just had no boundaries and they would look over the thing and like yell at you when you go to the bathroom so I didn't want to go to the bathroom at school so I wanted to go to the bathroom at home but that day and I lived really close to home but that day I had to go to my babysitter's which was a 10 minute walk and by the time I got to her place I, I remember opening her door or trying to open her door and I couldn't quite open her door and she came to the door and it took her a few minutes to get to the door. And in that time, I just pee, I just flooded myself. I just peed everywhere because I couldn't hold it anymore. And she was so freaking mad at me. Um, 
but I also couldn't explain to her that the nasty girls at school what they were doing because nobody gave a crap about being bullied in the 80s it didn't matter to people so um so I had this thing and then I I, for a long time I didn't want to pee in public because of the nasty girls so I would hold my pee for extended periods of time and it got um it always got me into a place where it was like last minute going to pee my pants it took me quite a while until I was um probably in my 20s that I could actually like go pee in public without being paranoid about people going over the tops of the stalls looking over and uh, like being mean. So for some people, that sensation of finally being able to let go can be a huge relief, but also sometimes there's still a connection that can be connected to that time that it was like very embarrassing or the relief can be still a little bit there but then there's also some shame because of whatever is projected at you so sometimes it's really sometimes it's helpful if you have if you have um a urination fascination to kind of look in in at the parts of you that are still maybe stuck in some of the traumas so that you can heal the trauma you can still enjoy the kink without having to re-traumatize yourself repeatedly as you're going through it so that you know the reaction may be different or kinder so that you know if you pee yourself in front of somebody they're not like my babysitter um, getting mad at me and yelling at me like it's okay you're going to be okay and being kind and nurturing and going I'm really sorry I didn't make it to the door in time let's let's get you cleaned up or whatever so there there can be a lot of things that come up that need to actually be healed and a lot of kinks can can bring those out they're really an amazing resource to be able to heal uh, different parts and aspects of our lives that maybe were humiliating and shameful or where you felt rejected or abandoned and then you can reclaim those parts of you through kink play so 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 one of the things is that you can set up scenarios for a kink and i think a lot of things that people do are the scenarios that help them to heal a lot of whatever the issues are. So if you don't have any ideas for scenarios, I can give you um, a few because I think there's some pretty standard ones that are out there that a lot of people that I talk to talk about. And a lot of them are like that sensation that I was telling you about that, oh my God, I have to go pee, but there's nowhere to pee. So then it's just um, like the accidental situation where you get cared for and then there's the other p where it's kind of like um more from a peeing on somebody as a you're uh, it's like a belittling in a way to pee on them to say like they're nobody and nothing so it's an empowering thing for the person peeing and it can be for the person who's being peed on it it can be humiliating but if you're into humiliation that can be a big turn on for you as well so you can see there's a lot to this, and this is why there's already been two episodes in episode number three right now. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Just before we went to the last commercial, I was talking to you about some instances when I was little that caused me a lot of emotional distress. And the emotional distress is something that actually does occur even when you're older when it comes to water sports so there's a lot of need for again communication consent and creativity the communication end is to get really clear on post-play activities as well so with kink as much as there's a lot of conversation pre the activity during the activity there's also a lot of conversation post-activity because these things can bring up different um, situations or memories or experiences. And sometimes you need to have a conversation and also feel connected and not feel strange or awkward or anything like that. So you need to be able to communicate after the, the kink that you've experienced. Having communication with whoever you experience with that is really important. So some other things you want to keep in mind if you're going to be getting wet and messy is to get your space prepared. So if your thing is that you want to pee on the bed, instead of ruining your bed, you might want to get some waterproof sheets. You might want to get some plastics down, um, getting a lot of towels involved, things that you're going to easily be able to wash and not ruin is helpful. 
Um, though sometimes there is a level of ruining things that is the turn on as well. So agreeing in advance what's okay to ruin is helpful. So another thing too, if you're having like an all out evening of, of pee play and you know, whether you're, you know, peeing on each other, creating a pee bath, if you're drinking pee, all of that, you can get dehydrated. So you're going to want to make sure that you have lots of fluids, lots of electrolytes, make sure that your body is hydrated enough that it can handle um, the quantity of urinating that's going on. Being in a relaxed environment is helpful as well. Getting yourself to be like turned on enough that it can feel like almost orgasmic when you pee. So having your body turned on. And then when you do release, when you do go to pee, it can be almost the level of orgasm. For some people, it actually is the level of orgasm so that you can let go and have that let go sensation be incredibly erotic. So no, for some of you, you're like, I don't even understand how that's possible. And that's okay. That it's This play is probably not for you if you're listening to this and going, I don't even understand how that's possible. That's okay. It's not for everyone by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. There are lots of other things you can do in the world that are kink-oriented. This just happens to be a really common one. So apparently people need to call me right now because that's what's happening. And then I'm just going to get that dinger. All right. So, so we have, when we have kink play, we want to have what a few things, right? We want to have communication. We want to have consent. And we want to have curiosity. So when curiosity comes in with, with urination, what are some things you would want to try? Do you want to have your pee already ready. So if you are going to drink pee, you want to drink the midstream pee because the first pee that comes out is highly, highly mineralized. Also it has the most bacteria in it. So if you um, go midstream is best. It's kind of like when you give a pee sample, you usually pee midstream and then you take that to sample because it's more accurate. So um, drinking pee also is a, is a midstream game. You can put it aside if somebody wants to drink it cold some people like to drink it warm if you want to put it in fancy glasses and drink it like it's champagne you can do that too or in mugs you can do whatever you like with that the key is that when you are doing this with somebody that you understand the game of play that's going on so if the game of play involves being disgusted by the person drinking your pee and that turns you on like if you are um, consensual, if they're consensually non, non-consenting to drinking pee and they're like, oh, I don't like this, but they're, you know, it's play. Then knowing your scenarios are really helpful and making sure that your scenarios are fulfilled. So if, you know, your scenario goes part way and it's not fully fulfilled, then there may be something that's left lingering. And so what do I mean by that? You might have the the fascination or the desire to have a um, the the withholding. You're not allowed to pee. It's kind of like when you were in school and your teacher told you you're not allowed to pee. I swear, half those teachers from the you know 80s and before they were all super kinky dominatrixes who forced you to hold your pee. They were really into something. I swear they were, <laughs> and they would you know no you can't pee. 
Well, their control over your king was, you know, think about that, it was quite something. So if you're playing the game of, say, teacher-student, and you've got halfway through the scenario, no, you're not allowed to pee, no, you have to sit in your chair, no, you have to sit in your chair, and then it's like, oh, you know what, school's out, you can go home now. They haven't finish the scenario so if the scenario needs to finish as the person pees their pants in the classroom and that's their turn on and then you know put it in their teacher's face or something cool if it's you know if it's to um you know run out of the classroom and, and feel empowered that you got to pee even though your teacher said you couldn't pee or whatever your scenario is you need to be able to fulfill the scenario and be able to have a conversation about it afterwards. So when you are having kink play, this is not like a 10 minute adventure. This is something you need to dedicate your time, like time to and do before care, during care and after care. And so when you're doing your before care, you're having your conversations, you're learning about what your safe words are, you're learning what the scenario is. And then during care is to check in with your partner to see if they're okay if they have anything to add. If you are the dom, it's to make sure that they're safe. If you're the sub, it's to speak up for yourself if you're not gagged in any situation. Um, in this case, with urination fascination, you could be gagged and peed on. You know, these things can kind of go in tandem. So being able to give cues so that you feel safe is super important and to still fulfill the requirement of the full fantasy. So make sure you have time allotted for this. And I recommend that, you know, you're like a minimum of one hour, like by far minimum, but closer to two for most any scenarios is really helpful because sometimes the aftercare takes a while as things come up and need to be discussed. So you want to, again, get your environment so that it's safe, right? So you want to waterproof things, get everything covered. Um, and you want to have things that you can clean up afterwards, whether it's buckets, water, cleaning materials of all sorts, bathtubs so you can wash yourself, uh, laundry so that you can wash your clothes, all that sort of stuff. So, and water, lots of water to drink as well is really important. So always the, the discussion is really important, but also having some education in it so if you've never played water with water sports before and you don't really know what to do how to do it it would it's really great if you could take either a kink 101 class my friend Gaia Morissette has one we will have links for her classes um, I will be having some of those available to you guys if you would like a link to her classes just send uh, send me a message and I will forward you a link to her kink 101 classes if you would like, um, you know, a 15 minute talk with me, you can book some time with me through my website and you can book 15 minutes for free. If you'd like to book for more time, it's just time that you need to pay for. And we can talk about scenarios and what you can do with your partner. If your partner's with us, that's all the more easier so that we can discuss scenarios, um, how to carry them out. If there's like degradation and humiliation involved and then how to take care of the aftercare of that because sometimes the degradation and humiliation might feel really cool when it comes to your fantasies but then in reality when it happens there's there can be a lot of things that come up that need to be addressed and maybe even healed and there may 
be some time span in between sessions. So you're not having the same kink every day done, or you're not being peed on every single day. You might need some downtime to integrate what happened and how you feel about it. So when it comes to like, you know, if you're really, really wanting to go extreme, there are some extreme water sports like um, using funnels where, you know, if you've ever seen people do uh, in movies in uh, like college and they get the beer funnel and they funnel down the beer, the same, you can do the same thing with urine. That's like an extreme like gagging um, urine situation. So there can be really extreme to really light where it's just like, oops, I peed my pants or oops, I peed in front of you. Even peeing in front of somebody can be like a level of kink where um, maybe you get turned on by people watching you go pee. Maybe you like to pee on people when you're in the shower or pee on somebody when they don't, maybe your fantasy is you want to pee on somebody and they don't know you peed on them or like you peed in a chair and they sat in it and then that turns you on that they sat in your pee. Again, that is not something that should be done without consent. I would be really upset if somebody peed in the chair and I sat in it and I didn't know that I was sitting in it. So if I had agreed to that, that might be a different story. So making sure that you know what works for you and what in the position of, um, if you are the top, if you're the one who's the dom, that if, if you are doing something like funnels, you need to make sure you're not gonna drown the person. You need to make sure they're looked after. At all times and if you're the sub you need to understand the consequences of the things that you could be choosing so when we come back we're going to talk about how you negotiate your scenarios um, what you can do and what you can do for aftercare so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. If you are just joining the conversation right now, you are in for a big surprise. We are talking about water sports, the kinky kind, where you, as the water sports uh, player, are the surfer. And you could be surfing all kinds of waves. So whether you are into urinating pre-orgasm uh, or post-orgasm or no orgasm involved, just urination involved, that there are so many variations. And I think there are some things that you really want to 
have a conversation about before getting into your scene. In some of my other episodes where I talked about urination, urination fascination, I talked about some of the reasons why people really love um, urolagia and why they're into the urophilia, urolagia um, kink. And one of the reasons is that it's that very intimate connection that you have when you have somebody's body fluids, either that you're drinking them or they're on you. It can be an incredibly intimate experience for the person gifting it and for the person receiving it. So for some people, it's a way to feel a deeper connection to each other. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Like, I'm sure some of you listening are like, why do people do this? Why am I listening to this? And why am I fascinated by it? There are some reasons you probably are fascinated by it. So one of the things you want to be really clear about is where, what kind of scene do you want to have? Where do you want to do it? Is it in a bathroom? Is it in a bedroom? Is it outside? Is it, um, I don't recommend doing it in a public place because it can be mm, illegal and you could get arrested. So like peeing on somebody in public, if somebody catches you and they're not sure what, what you're doing, you know, that can be, you could get ar arrested for that. Um, so one of the other things, once you've picked your scene, kind of figure out all those things for cleanup that you need around the scene, whether it's, you know, your, your plastic sheets, your water buckets, all of your cleaning materials. Are you going to be wearing clothes or no clothes? Uh, are peeing in your clothes part of it? Is being naked part of it? Uh, is there bathrooms involved? Which bathrooms are you in? Are you in um, some like gender neutral bathrooms? Are you in the men's bathroom? Are you in the women's bathroom? Are you in what kind of scenario? So sometimes you can play the scenario out, even though you might not be in public, but you can play it out uh, as if you are in public. So you could pretend you're in a public bathroom, but you're really in your own house, but you just, it's just called playing, right? So it's all about play. So having, maybe it's in the shower, so having your shower ready. One of the things you want to discuss too, so the person, the people that are involved don't feel neglected or rejected or, or put aside is to discuss how fast the cleanup will take place. Are you cleaning up right away? Are you sitting in it for like an hour or two hours? Are you waiting for the person to leave before you do cleanup? Who's going to do the cleanup? Is the dom or the sub doing the cleanup? Uh, you know, the top or the bottom, who's doing the cleanup? When are they doing it? How are they doing it? Is that part of the scenario is watching the cleanup too, that that's also part of the play? Um, and also, at, you know, figuring out if anybody's drinking the urine and is the urine clean and safe and all of that stuff that we talked about earlier. Uh, sometimes there needs to be spectators involved too. So there could be a little bit of voyeurism exhibitionism happening where you want people to be there. So the idea of like public bathroom can be kind of sexy or a like public change room can be sexy. But again, it's not that you're doing it in public. Having scenarios that can feel like that can be helpful. So, you know, if you're bringing people into your kink space, you can do that. And are they cleaning up? What are they involved in? Are they you know, mocking you or are they cheering you on? Are they there to support the scene or are they there to to um, try and distract? You know, there is different roles for spectators and it's always good to be clear on what the spectators are doing, who they are, what their positions are, what their, um, it's basically a play, right? So you need to know what they're kind of like, what their lines are and what they're doing. And then um, are, is there any aftercare and is that something that, you know, the conversations and maybe there's cuddling or maybe there's, 
you know, just having saying, you know, you're a good boy or you're a good girl, it's okay, that sort of thing. And is there anything that needs to be done? Does the person need to be wrapped in a blanket and given hot tea? Or do they need to be washed? Or do you need to, you know, be there while they wash themselves? So there's, you can see that there's so many variations of things that can be going on in these scenarios. And the importance of the things of the conversations and the importance of the aftercare. I can't stress that enough because I think in so many ways, some kink can go um, into a funky direction when there is no aftercare and then people feel traumatized by their experience where a lot of the things they're going through in the kink are actually to heal some very old traumas that they may not even be aware of. So having aftercare is so key. So I want to also um, discuss, I think I forgot to discuss some things to eat or not eat beforehand, which I did discuss, I think, in one of the first two episodes, maybe. Uh, so things to stay away from, um, you want to make sure that you're super hydrated. And you also want to stay away from like a lot of high protein foods, like stay away from eggs and meat and cheese beforehand, or anything like asparagus. Uh, because it's going to give you very high levels of smells in your food. And, if, and maybe even curries too will give you like a very pungent smelling urine. So try and keep your urine to something that like if you had a juice fast, fantastic. You're probably going to have really nice smelling urine. And you're probably also going to have urine that doesn't have so much of a taste to it because you're going to have a lot of minerals that your body's absorbed already from that scenario of doing a cleanse. So I feel like I've just went on like this. I just rode a giant wave with you guys through the water sports and riding that wave, surfing like a pro. How many of you out there who are listening are really into the kink of water sports? I'd love to hear about it. If you would like to be able to send me um, an email, feel free to do that. Just find me on my website and send, shoot me an email and let me know how you feel about water sports, whether it's something you're, you know, really have an affront to and you don't understand, but you'd like to know why you don't understand, or would you like to find out, you know, why do you love it so much? And like, who can you invite into your life to have more play like that? And how do you invite people to have more play like that? The next episode was actually uh, thanks to some listeners who asked to, me to do an entire show all about belly buttons. So I'm super grateful for that and their suggestion. It's always great to hear from listeners and to have their feedback and to have their great suggestions and ideas for shows and episodes that can help so many of you out there that maybe um, you didn't know it was okay to have these feelings. So stay tuned. Thank in you for listening to The Pleasure week. Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.